Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. Haley, happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, Dan. You're all listening to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. I'm Dan Hansen. Haley is on the other side of the table. Haley Johnson. Yep. For those who aren't familiar, and really, <laughs> you know, Haley's the, what is that, second or third tier star of the show? You know, like that guest star that shows up on everybody's favorite sitcom. I feel like I'm like the straight man. Like, I'm like the straight shooter. Okay. You know, I got to like bring you down to earth. Like, you're like the wild card. Right. The star is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that how? That, sure. By, by your laughter, I can tell that's not where you were going with that. Anyway. We're both stars, just in different ways. Okay. You're the straight shooter. I'm the boob. Is that really <laughs> where that goes? But anyway. We're here. We have fun, right? We talk about all kinds of stuff. Today, we are going to cover everything from chickens to Neglect. neglected rooms, yeah. right? <laughs> That's so sad. Uh, yeah. It, well, it, well, the chickens part is fun. Right. The neglected rooms is kind of sad. We're going to talk about that. Everybody is going to be my pitch. Everybody has a neglected room or space in their home. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And there's a really... Big downside to having that. We want to get those fixed, but we know there's a reason they're neglected. Exactly. We're going to dig into those things. And best of all, we're going to give away free paint to three winners. We're going to tell you how you can get entered yes. to win free paint so you can fix your neglected space. That's all coming up at the end of the show. But right now, as promised, we need to get to chickens. chickens. And Haley is going to be the straight man on this yeah. one. And I'm going to be the boob as we talk about chickens, because I really don't know where no, Haley's no, no. going with this at all. And <laughs> I'm very excited. For people that have been listening to the show for a while, they know that I've got some past history with chickens. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have a neighbor that had chickens. I haven't seen them in a while, so I don't know if maybe they're... Oh, maybe they've been dinner. Yeah. Yeah. But I bet they were good. Chicken is pretty yummy. I've always wanted chickens. I really like the idea. Of like chickens. live ones yeah, or like, like chickens? Keeping chickens. Okay. Having a little coop in the backyard. I did when I was little, just so you, you know. Did. Yes, we had chickens. I was terrified. You were terrified? Yeah. The, we had, I remember the roosters. They were as big as me. Uh, yeah. They, I was not as a, a large child. I'm I'm relatively well, small adult. Country, yeah. Yeah. And the roosters You're were not very allowed scary. You have roosters, I think, in a neighborhood. Oh, well. Too loud. They like break ordinances or something yeah we we lived far away from people yeah and yeah so we had them and and they were very scary and i don't think we had them for very long but anyway you wanted to have them i have lived your dream yeah i after experiencing my neighbors and their chickens and some of the gross things that they've done like eating roadkill out of the street i don't know if i still want chickens okay but a lot of people right now apparently are buying chickens. They're calling it inflation chickens. People are going out because of egg prices and the cost of food rising and, you know, anxiety about being able to even get eggs when we want them. Wow. People have decided to get chickens. Really? And it's kind of a weird solution because really it's not going to save you any money. This is not a um, so this is a real thing saving adventure. <laughs> this is a real thing. People are yeah. really doing it. Do yeah, you know of like, people around here or not? Like puppies, you know, like all the shelters. We ate the puppy. No. Oh, okay. No, people were adopting oh, animals oh. left and right during the pandemic. Because yes, they're that lonely makes more sense. And that was pandemic puppies. Now we have inflation chickens. These are to be eaten though, <laughs> or lay eggs. Okay, yeah. just yeah. so I'm tracking with you. Yes. All right. Okay. 
So pandemic puppies was one thing. Now we're at inflation chickens. Do you know of people who have done this? Or I don't know of anyone that's. And this is—is is this what your neighbor was doing, or did they just? No, they've had chickens for a while, long before inflation. Okay. So anyway, so, inflation chickens. Yeah. People have the idea that by having their own chickens, they're going to save money because chickens produce free eggs is the idea. Oh, yeah. Eggs are crazy expensive. But chickens themselves are very expensive. They come with a lot of costs. You know, number one, your startup costs. You're purchasing the chickens. You've got chickens that are actually going up in price as well because of supply. Because <laughs> of inflation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but then the coop that you keep them in, you know, they used to be about $450, I guess. Right now they're looking at $600 to buy a chicken coop. How big, how many chickens will fit in a chicken coop like you're talking about? I'm guessing like seven. So like it's a smaller coop. A smaller coop. Okay. Yeah. And still 600 bucks. Right. We put them in the dog shed. The dogs weren't there at that point. I think you could point. probably build your own. Like these are like chicken condominiums right oh so really fancy these are for like super high-end snooty chickens yeah. right i think you could do it for cheaper okay right so you've all you've got that expense but you've got feed you've got the medical supplies because you've got to take care of these animals you have you know feeders for them water and you know medical like said, supplies the birds themselves oh the, like the vet stuff yeah like you gotta you, you know, have to get the vet get to come to the house then. You gotta. You don't have to bring your chicken to the vet, <laughs> do you? That'd be so embarrassing. Everybody's <laughs> there with a normal like pet, and there I am with a chicken. Antibiotics, or you know. Oh, maybe I can self-medicate. Yeah. My chickens. Or you could just kill them, I guess. Okay. They are edible. <laughs> they are edible. <laughs> Thankfully. I don't know if you want to eat a sick chicken, but who knows? Well, it anyway, depends on how hungry I am. Free is the idea. Do you think people are really thinking that they are? That, that, that they think this is a money-saving venture? That seems like such a crazy step. And this no, is for me, Haley. No, I, th I think it's crazy. I think people really could think that they're going to save money in the long run. How many eggs do these people eat? Well, right. I mean, there's that. But also, there's so many other things, like the way that chickens lay eggs throughout the seasons is not always the same. So there's so much to think about like how, that what does that mean? not considering. Well, how do they lay eggs throughout the season? So you might get a lot of eggs during the summer, right? And maybe that does feed your family and you don't have to like go to the store to get eggs during mm -hmm. the summer. So maybe you're saving a little Ka bit. Ka-ching. Put it in the bank. But you're still paying for the feed and all that. So there's that mm. to consider. But then wah, during wah. the winter, they don't actually lay that many eggs. Like chickens need warm, sunny days to feel like laying So now eggs. you got to bring them to Florida and stuff. <laughs> so now you're not really getting the supply that you need during the winter. So you still <laughs> might be going to the store to buy eggs. That's when you eat one or two of them to send a message to the rest. They'll and, start laying then. You know, you can recoup <laughs> some of your costs potentially over time <laughs> if you have enough chickens. How many is that? Like 20 to 30. Experts say you need 20 to 30 chickens to recoup some of your feeding costs to have chickens that, right. you know, you're getting enough eggs to feed your family, but yep. then you're getting enough eggs to sell to recoup the feeding costs. Okay. That makes That's, yeah, well, it makes sense. It doesn't make any sense to think that this so is having a, more chickens will save you money. And well, well I, I get, money. I just can't even wrap my brain around the idea that there are a lot. Well, that's a lot of chickens. A lot of chickens. I, in fact, I, I think that's around what we had. 
we had a lot of chickens. You need a lot of space for that because you also need about two square feet per chicken in the coop. So if you've got 20 to 30 chickens. We free ranged them. Yeah. They were just roaming wherever they wanted to go. And that was half the problem. We didn't dare go outside anymore after a while. Chickens kind of <laughs> own the place. Roaming around. <laughs> yeah, eating things that were dead on the ground and stuff like that. No, really, this whole inflation chicken thing, I thought it was a joke. It's no. not a joke. It's real. It's real. People are doing it. It just shows you how I, I mean, we're not thinking. the initial thought, because when I first decided to have a vegetable garden, I thought it was going to save me money on produce. Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, it's right. It's more expensive. It's more expensive to for grow less your own food. food. Exactly. Yeah. You don't get enough. It's a ton of money because you've got to get all the seeds and the soil and the stuff to feed the plants and the water that they take. And uh, it's no. it's a lot that you're investing money wise, but also just the time that it takes to take care of chickens and yeah. maintain. Plus, you know, we talked about recurring costs. Chickens themselves are a recurring cost that people don't really consider when they first buy a chicken. They're only really good for like a year and a half. Those are like prime egg laying. It's an egg laying year that they get. Sounds really. like my life. I was good. I had about a year and a yeah. half that I was productive and really they br- don't delivered. don't even lay eggs until they're six months old. So you get a year out of a chicken basically. So you got to just. And then after that, you're killing them and getting a new flock. Wow. Isn't that crazy? It doesn't make a lot of sense to no. me. I'm going to stick with moving next to neighbors who have the things I want yes. and then investing in dark clothes <laughs> and evening excursions. Oh, my gosh. That will get me what I need, right? No. After looking into this, there's no way that I'd ever have chickens. Had you considered, you had considered it, but not really seriously yeah, because I of hadn't inflation. Yeah, I seriously considered it, and it definitely didn't make me want to do it anymore because of inflation, but it's something that... I hadn't really looked into that hard. Mm-hmm. And yeah, now that I know more, I'm definitely I think the people jumping into it probably haven't done that looking either, apparently. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perhaps is maybe the deal. <laughs> if you have, we shouldn't disparage that because no, maybe we're completely wrong. And The value of having chickens is the joy, right? Sure. <laughs> the joy of raising chickens. <laughs> I think the joy is eating them. Yeah. That's the joy. But the rest, whatever. If it's worked for you, if you've yeah. got inflation chickens, believe me, we'd love to talk to you yeah. and figure out Absolutely. how that worked, how you threaded the needle and made it pay. And yeah, reach out. Radio at RepcoLake.com. We'd love to know. Right now, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll be talking about nurseries. We covered them last week, but this week we're going to look at them from the point of view of choosing the right paint, choosing the right colors, and a number of other things to make sure that you get the longest span of time possible out of this room when you put it together. That's all just ahead. Stick around. And we're back. You're listening to the RepcoLite Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. I'm Dan Hansen. I'm Haley Johnson. Did you hear my stomach go? No. Now I am. Okay. Did you hear it? I hope I, I know nobody on air did, but apparently I'm hungry. I'm still thinking about about those inflation chickens that we just got done talking about. You're just ready to go straight for the kill. I never used to love to eat chicken, but then I figured out how to make it. And- <laughs> It's so good when it's prepared well. It's amazing what cooking does. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Anyway, I'm hungry for chicken, so if my stomach grumbles along the way, I apologize. I hope they can hear it. I I know they can't, but 
They've known it's that loud. it's there. If you want to point it out when it goes, because it's crazy loud. Anyway, we're not going to talk about that. I've got to get my mind on something else because I can't eat chicken until much later in the day. Let's talk about nurseries. We talked about them last week. Right. Because you had your big baby announcement. Right. Normal size about... baby, but a baby announcement. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. He's measuring right on track. <laughs> but no, we talked about decorating my nursery and how I kind of struggled with it. And I didn't expect that. I really thought I was going to be able to do this very easily. And it turned out that um, there's a lot of decisions. And it's hard when it's not for you, one. Yep, yep. And two, when it's for a kid and you feel like you have all of the possibilities there's no constraints to right. kind of force you in a direction. Yeah, you started with just an open-ended, you know, the, the sky's the limit. Yeah. Sounds amazing. That was tough. So if you are doing a baby room or maybe your son or daughter is mm-hmm. getting ready to do that or whatever, check out that segment. There's a lot of good info that will yes. maybe get you on track. Exactly. Some ideas to get started. Give you some direction. Some constraints to put in place so you can get moving. Now, what we didn't get to in that segment was talking about some important considerations along the way besides the things that we covered. My stomach's going to go again just in case. (laughs) Just in case. (laughs) So hungry. Anyway, let's talk about the right paint because you want to use the right paint for this space. Right. But we also want to caution that you don't freak out. I want to caution that you don't freak out. If you perhaps didn't Don't use the right paint. Out. Right, exactly. Because VOCs are something that get tossed around a lot when people start talking about paint to use for a kid's room or a nursery, or if you're pregnant and painting any space, VOCs are something that people really harp on. You mm-hmm. know, you need to consider that. You want a zero or a low VOC paint. And I want to point out <laughs> because. People have a tendency to freak out. You know, what I just painted my space. I don't know if it was low VOC. Did I just doom myself? No. VOCs are everywhere in our life from the carpet, when it's brand new and you've got that new chemical carpet smell, that's VOC. When you're smelling a new car smell, VOCs. So they're everywhere. Sure. They're hard to avoid and they just get talked a lot about in paint. It's not unique to our industry, but. We're talking about best practices here. Right. So if you painted with them and you were, you know, in normal situation, you're in the room for a little bit, you're out of the room, you've ventilated the room, you're fine. Yeah. No big concern there. If you are looking at buying the paint, Mm -hmm. let's just make the best call, the best practice. Like you talked about, there are a number of options out there. Haley, you went through... Yeah, Ben and Regal Select by Benjamin Moore, both great options. They're both low VOC, very low VOC. And they also don't have things like formaldehyde, ammonia. Um, they're very low in mildecides, and they don't have certain silica products that are known carcinogens. So all of those things are not necessarily things that are going to add to VOC levels and are in a lot of low VOC paints. However, they are things to still avoid if you are pregnant. So these are great options because they've got all the boxes checked. Yeah, yeah. So that's Ben. <laughs> In Regal Select, there are other options, but those are a couple of great ones. We'll put those in the show notes. Check them out. Great way to go. All right. So the paint. Use the right paint, but don't freak out if you didn't. That's the first consideration. Second consideration, let's go to color. You know, Mm -hmm. let's pick the right color. And we kind of talked a little bit about this last week, but I think there is a tendency. Of course, there's a tendency. I think you even said you fell into it. We want to go towards baby colors. You know, that's where we, you know, knee jerk tend to fall. pastel or like really bright colors because it's a kid's space because we want it to feel 
whimsical or, you know, whatever that theme is that we're trying to reinforce. We want to really, we're going that direction and we're going hard. <laughs> and Right. And there's a couple of problems with that. One problem, potentially, is that you grow out of the space. The yeah. child grows out of the space right. too quickly. Exactly. And now you've got to repaint. And not everybody wants to do that on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So that's one aspect that you can avoid by going with some more... Neutral Neutrals or even just muted colors. Right. But another thing that can be an issue, Haley, you brought this up in some conversations that we've had, is that your concern is along the lines of the psychology of color. And Mm -hmm. color has an effect on us. Right. And energetic colors can really... Can amp you up. Amp us up. Right. That's why the rooms that I'm in are very (laughs) muted, because if I were in an amped up space, I'd be way over the top. You don't want to amp Dan up. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm already, already functioning. Exactly. A lot of energy. We don't need more. to turn you down. (laughs) Right. So the bright colors that we tend to go to can potentially be problematic in a nursery. But what about muted, like, well, I shouldn't say muted. What about pastels? We've had some interesting conversations, you and I, about Mm -hmm. this, and your argument is that pastels is kind of a subjective word. Exactly. People interpret that differently. Yeah. Language is funny, and it can be interpreted in so many different ways. Something that I would not consider a pastel because it's too bright, another person might consider that still being a pastel because it's not the brightest version. Now, people might dispute that. You know, maybe there's people at home naysayers mm-hmm. who are naysaying what Haley just said. You've got literal experience where yes. you've talked to yeah. one or a couple of people who've described Benjamin Moore's color of the year called raspberry blush, which looks like a really intense sunburn. It's like very bright salmon. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Really, really bright. They've called that a pastel. Yeah. I don't like those colors because I don't like pastels. Right. So and if that's what you're thinking is a pastel, that really could push you over the top. Exactly. I get that. I would not think of pastels that way. I would think of more muted tones, and the pastels I'm thinking of probably would be more calming. Sure. The downside to the pastels I'm thinking about is that it would do the other problem. It would cause the other problem. I would my You're the child really would outgrow it quickly. Into a baby space. And another big thing that I think doesn't get considered with color is the fact that I don't think I like pastels enough to spend a lot right. of time in that room. And as a parent. That's a huge deal that I don't think it's considered enough. This is your space, too. Well, especially in the very beginning, you know, if you're the mom and you're waking up every couple hours to nurse and you're spending time in that nursery, this space needs to be good for you, too. If you're not feeling calm or you are agitated by the colors in the space, those emotions are only going to be transferred to the baby. So there is a lot to consider when it comes to color. I honestly wouldn't consider painting a nursery a color that I wouldn't have in my own bedroom. All right. That's great. If you want to bring in color, do that with accessories and decor and maybe some art, maybe some wallpaper on a given wall, an accent wall, something like that. Exactly. You can have so much whimsy that way. Now, we're going to stop this conversation right now and carry it over into the podcast. But on air, we're going to take a break. Detroit listeners, you're going to get a Repco Light Rewind, Grand Rapids. You're going to get news and weather at the bottom of the hour. And then when we're back, we're going to be talking about neglected spaces. That's all just ahead. Stick around. Now, all right. Let's keep going with that. So yeah. where were we? <laughs> <laughs> you can add a lot of whimsy with things like art and wallpaper. And it, I think that gives you the kids space that people are craving Yes, without big investments. Let's talk about the wallpaper. I think that's just, I, I, it's, it's catching on. People are yeah. bringing it back in. You know, people have hated wallpaper and I, I'm convinced it's because, first off, the patterns that they're familiar with 
as wallpaper are the 80s yeah. patterns. That, Which you are... Know, yeah, we just we saw a lot They're of They're not for everyone. <laughs> well, you know, even then though, there they were at the time. I lived through it and yeah. it was cool. But it went everywhere. They put it on every surface. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a lot of it. And then when we got sick of it, because we do get sick of things like that. Yeah. Then when stripping it came about, it was on every surface. Right. And that was a lot of stripping to do. And back then, the wallpapers were not friendly for removal. Right. It's like they just wanted it to be there forever. That was the goal. So that's where I think a lot of our negativity for wallpaper comes from. Yeah. You know, it's deeply rooted in that. Mm-hmm. The patterns are amazing right now. What so they've come up with. So many options. Right. I mean, I can't believe, because I, I would be that person who would usually, you know, years back, not big in wallpaper. Mm-hmm. You know, I am somewhat opinionated, right? Yes. <laughs> Every now and then. <laughs> and I form opinions quickly and I cling to them like grim death. That's true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a joke. <laughs> it's not a joke. And I had my opinions about wallpaper. And Betsy, mm-hmm. Haley's predecessor, had to almost beat me over the head with wallpaper books to make me see the value. And I finally saw the value in it. And looked at it with an open mind. And right. it's amazing, the patterns that are out there. They're, it's just limitless exactly. where you could go with, with your creativity. Like we live in a different era now. Technology is completely different. Printing is different. You have all of the options in the world. And you don't even necessarily, again, have to go with a super baby patterned wallpaper. There are very whimsical wallpaper patterns by companies like Magnolia Homes or Rifle that we've got in the stores. And I would put them in my own space, but I do think that they're whimsical enough to add that touch of playfulness to a kid's space. And they're still going to grow with that child over time and not be locked into like teddy bears. This is a baby room. Right. We did the teddy bears, borders. That sure. Was big yeah, at ABC the time. blocks. <laughs> yep. All of that. And just it, it it's cool for that one snippet of time. Right. But you put, you know, you said I would put, it's something, a paper I could put in Mm -hmm. the rest of my home. You did take an Alice in Wonderland themed paaper and you put it in your sunroom. It's extremely whimsical. It's really fun. It works in that space. Definitely go in a kid's space. Definitely would be great as an accent wall or something like that. Yeah. Do you hear my voice break? Yes. It's kid stuff and, you know, I was just associating with our subject matter, right? Anyway. Too sympathetic. <laughs> yeah, I'm too sympathetic. That's my problem. I'm very sympathetic. I've gone through a lot of um, sympathy pains. Yeah, and, yeah. And whenever lucky. you're sick, you haven't I... gained a lot of weight, no. Dan. I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all water weight. But anyway, 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 I don't know where I was going with that. The point is wallpaper can be a great addition to bring color, right. whimsy into a space. You don't have to do the whole room, put it on an accent wall, exactly. of course. And that you can, can find really cool. peel and stick options, you know, that are easy to remove later on when you decide you don't want it anymore. Which is what you did, right? Yep. The paper that you put in your sunroom, the Alice in Wonderland yep. stuff was peel and stick. You loved installing it, mm-hmm. thought you were going to hate it. Yeah, I was Didn't surprised. Mind it at all. You know, I think that the right peel and stick papers can be really easy to apply, actually. And Rifle Paper Company is one of those. All right. So, wallpaper, great accent wall option. A mural. You know, we've seen a lot of people paint their own murals. That's really fun. We can help you with that, get you the right paint for that. And even putting just a solid color on the wall can be another color that will bring some interest into the space, but still keep three walls neutral. Yep. 
So that repainting down the road is simpler and quicker. You can work around it. Another way to bring color in, of course, is accessories, bedding, right. rugs, Curtains. things like that. There's a lot of options out there. And those are, you know, it's not inexpensive, but I think it's easier to roll out a rug or replace curtains on a rod than it is to clear out the room for repainting. It's not like painting is like the hardest thing to do, but I think it does require a little bit more buy-in as far as effort goes. You think? <laughs> you think? Yeah. Yeah. I would agree 100% yeah. <laughs> because I would rather roll a rug up sometimes. Exactly. Now... A rug on the floor does not have the same impact no, it that doesn't. a new color on the walls will do. But it is really nice to be able to make some quick changes to a space. Right. And, you know, the thing is, all of this doesn't sound like it's important when, you know, I, I don't know what stage you're at. I know what stage you're at, but I don't know mentally where you're at with mm. this baby, how exhausted you feel yet. I know that however exhausted you are now, it's going to get way worse. Right, yeah. That's just, just how it works. 100x, yeah. So there, there were times when our kids were coming where, you know, looking ahead at a lot of projects down the road was exciting. Yeah, you know, I can't nesting, wait to, to cre- do this right, and that. Creating these spaces. And then the kids come and then you don't sleep. And I remember putting blankets and bedding away in the cupboards where the cereal goes because my brain was shut off. I was so exhausted and tired. Yeah. And the last thing I wanted to do at that point, the last thing that would really practically, honestly, I could do was think about repainting and redecorating a space. Right. How fun to think that I could roll a rug up, mm-hmm. roll a new rug down, and I bought myself some time. Exactly. Or switched out some accessories or switched out some... Art on the walls. Exactly. All of that stuff, some new art that hangs up, all of that is a really quick way to buy yourself time when you're beat and exhausted because that's what happens to parents. Kids beat us down and suck us dry. That's (laughs) what they do. How do you really feel, Dan? They're the best thing that's ever (laughs) happened to us. They're exhausting. Yeah. And we pay for it. Yeah. Anyway, we want you to have the best experience possible when you put the work in. We want you to love this space for as long as possible. So really consider the paint colors carefully. Really consider the wallpaper choices carefully. Sample, of course. But, you know, don't feel like you're locked into a kid box. Yeah. And if you do have questions about the paint and different things like that along the way, or colors or wallpapers, stop out at any RepcoLite location. We can walk you through all kinds of different things, help you make the best choice possible. Yeah. All right. That's enough. I think right? we covered it. Covered it all. We have said it all. I've recorded it. <laughs> so I'm not even going to talk about that didn't happen on one of these, and I was very sad. But this one, I nailed it. It's all set. We're ready to go. We're going to wrap it up. And yeah, you're the podcast listener, so we're going to go straight into the next topic, and that'll be neglected spaces. And as sad as that sounds... It's ultimately happy. It's ultimately happy. Yeah. And we'll explain that in just a minute. Stick around. You're listening to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore on 106.7 Detroit's Wheels. And right now it's time for another Repco Light Rewind, where we check out great segments from past episodes. This time, we're rewinding our way back to April 2 of 2022. Yeah, the kids started my day the other day with a question. They wondered, and I'm really not sure what to do with this, they wondered what the high point of my life has been. Now, what does that mean? Are they just looking for the high point of my life till now? 
Well, yeah, thinking? there's a couple ways to read that. Like, well, your life is over. So what was the high point? <laughs> that's what I'm wondering, if that's what they're thinking. Not too long before, they were talking about somebody, probably an actor or it was an athlete, somebody that we all know from television. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how old the person was. <laughs> and I remember Tessa saying, oh, very old. I think he's 50. Very then, old. Yes. And then all the other kids, at least the, uh, the two that were there, their faces went ashen because they know I'm almost 50. <laughs> Tessa had not clued into that point yet. Yeah. But she's the one who also asked just now what the high what point the high of point I think she thinks I'm done. A 50s apparently... You know, in the grave for Tessa. I guess so. Well, fortunately, I did get her because I told her, well, hopefully the high point hasn't happened yet. And then she she was expecting the high point to be her arrival, I think, on the face of this planet. Oh. So I let her see, know. Okay. That's what the question was about. Is it? So now I yeah, was a really was bad parent. She's a middle child. She's trying to think she, she might be the is. favorite. She is a middle child. And I told you about this, but I don't think I've told anybody out there because I'm embarrassed about it. But she just had her 17th birthday. Yes, not 16th. Yes. And I thought all along it was her 16th. And that day, I forgot to say happy birthday in the morning, you know, because I had other things. Uh, an emergency happened in the home, you know, sure, something sure, simple. Sure. It was. For me, it was an emergency because <laughs> I'm a panicker. But anyway, I got to work, and you and I were talking, and I said, oh, my goodness, it's Tessa's birthday. And I forgot to text her. It's her 16th. So I text her, happy birthday. And I get home, and I thought, I am going to really make this up to her. Yeah. So I was talking to her, and I said, Tessa, I'm so sorry I missed your birthday. It's such a big one and all. It's your 16th. And she just looks at me with these cold, flat oh eyes and says, gosh. Dad, I'm 17. Last year was 16. So painful. Yeah. Then she started talking about how old I was and wondered what the highlight of my life has been. So, yeah, I think I probably yep. had it coming. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, on the show, we're going to move on because I don't want to <laughs> think about my age too much. Uh, on the show, what are we doing? I can't remember. <laughs> is that an age thing? It is. No, I remember. Yeah, I think... Um... You did that one to yourself. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to talk about some projects and how to get those projects done. And I guess to start, you know, I know that for me, as the weather is slowly trying to turn into spring, yeah, I'm excited for projects. I'm excited to get outside. I'm thinking about all these things I want to do. And I've got a million things that I'm going to accomplish this year. Of course. And I'm curious if you do. I know you've got a few. And I just want to know briefly, what are some of your big projects? Because I've got a bigger point I want to get to. But what do you want to get done this spring? I think there's so many things that I should get done. But my top three are painting the exterior of the house. I've got wood siding. The paint is peeling off. So that's a big one. Yeah, that's, that's... That's a big one. But the other ones are a garden. You know, I always love doing a vegetable garden. And now that I have a house, I also want to do some landscaping. So that's my big one. And then also we talked about, you know, finishing the garage so that I could have an art studio. So, oh, my goodness. Yeah, they're all big. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of mine is I'd like to get the lawn furniture out of the barn and on the lawn. You know, those. No, that's. Okay, yeah. That seems, that seems accomplishable. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I want to have stuff I can accomplish. No, I want to get my barn fixed. Uh, One of the kids left the barn door open Mm -hmm. the other day when we had all the wind coming through and it blew the door, smashed it backwards, broke the hinges. It's a mess. It's pinned shut right now. I've got to get that fixed. And then fixing that means I've got to 
stain the barn. There's a lot of work there. Way smaller, though, than a house. My yes. deck, I redid that last year. Right. Had a bunch of leaves land on it. So I'm going to have to dig into getting it cleaned. And I will report back because we've got some cleaners that I want to try. We do, yeah. And I want to figure out how well they work so I don't have to redo the whole deck. But I've got that to do. I've got shutters that I want to paint. Right, yeah, we've and talked I've got about that. And I've got flower boxes that need some work. And so those are my projects. Now, the sad thing is, if I would be honest, and I'm going to be because that is my way, all of those projects were on my list for last year. <laughs> Except fixing the barn door because that wasn't broken, but staining the barn uh-huh, that, that was, was on the list part already. Of it. Now I guess I did get the deck stained, so that yeah, part okay, I did so accomplish. I accomplished one thing, but I accomplished that simply because of we wanted show. to talk about it on the radio, right? Thank and God for I, the show. I, yeah, I've got all these things that I normally try to accomplish, and I don't. Are you going to get yours done? Um, well, I've so. already started the process on a lot of them, and that's the key. See, that's where you're smarter than me. Uh-huh. Oh, I said that out loud. Uh-huh. I'm not going to be able to live that down. <laughs> yeah, a lot of us, though, we've got these big plans. Right. And Haley is smarter than a lot of us because you've actually gotten started. And that's what we wanted to work through in the little bit that we've got left before we get to the next segment. And we just wanted to talk about taking some of these projects that we all have mm-hmm. and bringing some of them to completion so we can cross them off our list, which is really great. Well, and the list, I think, is the first part, right? Like making the list of things. (laughs) If there isn't a list. And literally make a list and then prioritize. You know, what are the most accomplishable things? What are the things that have to be done? You know, maybe you have a party that's going to be happening in the summer after the school year's done and the deck has to be done for that. Graduation open houses happens all the time. It's something that has to be done. People miss it. They miss the time when they should start because they haven't made the list. They haven't prioritized the list, Mm -hmm. and it just sneaks up on them. Exactly. You mentioned your house. Is that a critical has to be done this year, or is that one that could be bumped on the list if it has to? That one isn't, I mean, it'd be great if it got done, but I don't think it's critical. Like, I could wait another year, but I've already put calls in. I've got people coming out for quotes, and honestly, I mean, that one, I should have probably been getting those quotes in already. So, if it gets done, great. If not... You know. But that that's part of the process, yeah. is prioritizing that list and figuring out what needs to be done immediately, or this year at least. Right. And the next step would be talk to the experts and do your research now. So I know which things need to be done. Now I better start figuring out exactly what that looks like. And now is such a good time for that, because we can't get out and enjoy the weather yet, fully. I mean, it's getting closer. Yeah, and I think a lot of the projects you just can't even start until the weather is better. Absolutely that, Right. And so this is the perfect time to do some of this legwork. You don't want to be doing this legwork when you can be working outside. No. Yeah, that's got to all be done so you can actually get moving on these things. So the first three things, start now and make your list, pare down that list and prioritize it. Third one, talk to the experts, do your research, and now make a simple, basic plan for how you're going to get the work done. And to me, this is important. Normally, I make a very complex plan. And I don't mean complex. Well, no, it's unnecessarily complex. Like Let's tedious. Be yeah. It's tedious. But I normally try to take everything from start to finish. Right. You know, here are all the things I'll need to do. And the problem is almost every single one of my projects derails on step two. 
There is no step three. I never get to the literal step three that I planned on. Because there's always something that happens, then you've got to react to that thing. Oh my goodness, I'm reacting all the time. Because (laughs) there's all these unusual things. Whenever you tear anything apart, let's say, in a project in your home, you're going to find things that you didn't expect. So agonizing and creating this really meticulous plan is unnecessary work. Yeah, make it an outline, just super simple steps. That's going to be better than going into all kinds of detail, because that way you can adjust, you can pivot as necessary. After you've done that, this one I think is really, really smart, and you've done this. You start gathering some of the supplies now. You did this with your landscaping stuff. Yeah, I've already ordered all of the things that I need for that. I've even started gathering things like the pots that I'll need. You know, I can't start planting a lot of this stuff until later in the spring, but I can start getting the soil now, storing it. I can start getting the pots now. I can start getting the fertilizer. And that way, when I actually have a good day, I can just start doing it instead of going out to the store or trying to find all the things that I need. Right. And with supply shortages right, right now, too, I mean, it's even more important to get those things ahead of time. Right. And you don't want to be doing that the day that you're actually going to be doing the work. I hate running out and spending half the day just accumulating exactly. the supplies. So you've got it on hand ready to go. That's cool. You've spent the money over a greater period of time. Yeah, That's cool. spread it out a little. I'm not dropping all the money now on this one Saturday. I've done that over time where it wasn't so impactful on my budget. Yeah, it doesn't and, feel as painful. <laughs> right. And the other thing I really love about it is it's a great incentive. Once I've got that money invested, True. that's propelling me to finish this project. Yeah, I'm you have of, to do it now. Yeah, I'm in it now. And if I don't do it, I've wasted all of that. And so that's a really good thing. Now, the next one, set a completion date. How many things do you get accomplished, Haley, if you don't have a completion date? Oh. It's just open-ended. Very little. Very little. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Teachers have learned over all of the centuries that if there's no due date, there's no... It won't no, get done. Yeah. There's no work that ever gets accomplished. No. So give yourself a completion date. Make it reasonable, but don't give yourself so much slack either. You know, find that good time. And then one last thing. I think this is kind of fun. Plan a reward. You know what, what really kind of turns your crank. You know what you like. Give yourself a reward. We know that the work accomplished is reward enough. Enough, right. It's not, though. <laughs> I just said that, and I thought, no, it's not reward enough. I also want ice cream or whatever it is I that I like. I also want ice cream. <laughs> so whatever it is, give yourself that little thing. My kids do that with their homework. Oh, yeah, it works great. I thought it was silly, but it really does, uh, you know, it compels them to get the stuff done. And I like I doing that if I work out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That makes sense because it's gruesome to get through it. Mm-hmm. But if there's ice cream at the end, you can know that you can erase everything exactly. you've accomplished <laughs> and get back to where it feels right. Anyway, those are some things. Take what works for you and make it work. The idea is to just get some of these things done. We want them off our lists and we want to be able to enjoy the weather when it finally does turn and not have this nagging voice in the back of our head saying, you never got that done, did you? Mm-hmm. I hate that voice. And that'll do it for another Repcolite Rewind. Remember, you can check out full episodes from our archives by heading to repcolite.com. That's R-E-P-C-O-L-I-T-E.com and clicking the On the Radio tab on the homepage. All right, right now, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be talking about neglected spaces in our homes. And more importantly, we'll explain a paint giveaway that's going to be starting as soon as the show wraps for the day. All of that's just ahead, so stay right there. 
And we're back, dishing out all kinds of information on chickens, inflation chickens, <laughs> you name it, we're covering it right now. We're going to talk about neglected rooms. This is the RepcoLite Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. And neglected rooms, what exactly are we talking about? That space in your home that you've neglected, that you right? Some attention, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've saved it for last, perhaps. Now, I w- we started talking about this because over the past year and a half, I've done a really good job of working on all the different rooms in my home. Mm-hmm. I've done the living room and the dining room and the kitchen, the sunroom. We just talked about the nursery. And I've even done the bathroom and the guest room, the room that has not been touched at all, my bedroom. So that's your neglected room. Yes. And I think it's kind of terrible. Like when I really start thinking about the fact that I've left my bedroom as the very last space to tackle in the house and that it is the neglected space. I do think for before you go any further. I mean, there's people listening, Haley, and and I think you need to say this out loud and really pay attention to it. (laughs) One one more time. You moved into the house when? <laughs> when? September, um, what year is that? But a year and a half. 21. Right. So yeah. not, not terribly long ago. No. And you have tackled which rooms? The living room, the dining room, the kitchen, the bathroom, the guest room, sunroom, and nursery. Okay. See, in my house, I've been there for about eight years and I've at least been in all of those rooms for the last <laughs> little bit. I have not tackled a lot. Yeah. So you're already, on, on my schedule, you're like 30 years ahead of me in production. So wow. before you beat yourself up for yes. not having tackled yet one more room, <laughs> I just want to put it in perspective. So everybody out there who's thinking, oh my goodness, how can I ever compete? Calm down. Girl. No, hang out with yeah. me. Yeah. You'll feel much better about yourself. So no, you've got one room, it's your bedroom, and you haven't gotten to it, and you're a little bit bummed it. about it. Yeah, well, I was looking at it, you know, I was going to bed, and feeling kind of just like, ugh, I still need to figure out what is happening in this room, because right now it's just like clutter, there's no direction, and I started thinking about how this is the last place that I'm in, you know, before I go to bed, right? Mm-hmm. It, this is my outro for the day. And then it's my intro for the next day. That's all radio talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you look at your life in terms of that, but I get it. And it's the most depressing space in the house. I I don't like waking up in that space. I don't like going to sleep in that space. And think about what that does for my day. You know, out of all the rooms, I think that I saved the bedroom for last because no one else is going to see the bedroom okay. but me. Okay. Right? I was going to ask why. Why do you think you haven't done it yet? Yeah. That makes I think a lot of sense. the biggest reason. You know, the other spaces, when people come over, they see the kitchen, the living room, the dining room, we enjoy those spaces together. The guest room specifically got ready because I'm having a kid soon and I want a place for my mom to come stay to help me. Oh. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. But for myself, I just thought that can wait. And I think it's kind of a problem. Like I should have maybe tackled that before now. So what is your plan? How do you fix that? Because that's what I want to talk about. I'm going to talk right. about mine, why I have the problem and how I'm going to fix fix it. it. You know what the problem is. I mean, if that's accurate, if the problem was just 
I've got other things that are more important. Mm -hmm. Prioritizing. Yeah, really. That's yeah. that's pretty easy to fix. You just need to bump this. Yeah, bump this up. And you've already accomplished that by accomplishing all the other spaces for the most part. Yeah. I do think it's very interesting because you mentioned, we mentioned it last weekend, and not everybody listens to every single moment of the show, waiting for words to drip from our mouths and <laughs> to suck them up like little vacuum cleaners. We know that's not the case. So if you missed it, you just mentioned it, you hinted at it, you're having a baby in right. May. Yep. May 19. May 19. And you'll be gone from the show for right. three months-ish. Yeah. Dan's going to be winging it. It's going to be chaos. <laughs> I'm going to have inflation chickens everywhere oh just gosh. to help me get through. You like the Muppets. Right. But anyway, you've got all of that coming up. Why do you say the Muppets? Uh, don't Are there those like chickens in the Muppets okay, that okay, like, show yep, up every yep, now and then? Okay. Yep. I, I made it way more personal okay. than it was intended. That's <laughs> <laughs> why I have few friends. But anyway, you've got the baby coming up. Now is the time. Let me tell you from, right. you know it. I mean, it doesn't take rocket science. Once the baby comes, there's a lot of shifting of priorities. Now's yes. your time to get on this. So yeah. And that's why I'm definitely thinking about it. Like I've got my honey do list that I'm forming right now for you Jordan. You form that for your, okay, for Jordan. Yeah. yeah. But for myself as well. Normally you, you don't let Jordan tackle a lot of projects. No, that's true. <laughs> Is this one that you're going to let him tackle? Um, I will get it. Very um, okay. So you're going to control it, yeah, cruelly and completely. I'll give him spe very specific tasks. Okay, yeah. If that okay. makes sense, that tells us all we need to know. <laughs> everybody, everybody understands women and men alike. Understand the scenario. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you've got a plan. Yeah, I've got. And a plan. that's really important. My situation, and I think we'll just bounce back and forth at this yeah. point. Mine is a very strange situation. Well, what a surprise that is. Shocking. Uh, yeah, I've got a, a room. It's it's Andrew's bedroom, yeah. my son's bedroom, and that's one of our neglected spaces. I really would hesitate to say that there is just one. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's the one that I'm thinking about because it's the one that bothers me the most right now. And like you said, it bothers me a lot. And right. that's right off the bat a really big negative of these wasted spaces or negative uh, neglected spaces. Yeah, they, they are kind of wasted on us. Yeah. So Andrew's bedroom. I've got to make a couple of weird um confessions here. It's not a bedroom anymore. It's a guitar room and that is interesting in and of itself. So Haley and I were talking, do you remember when that was? Maybe a few months ago. Do you even remember like how that. we got on it? We were talking, I think you were talking about... For the past year, you've been talking about doing Andrew's bedroom. And you said that, I don't know why I'm putting so much pressure on myself to get this room done because... He doesn't even really use it like a bedroom. Yeah. So do I need to work on it? <laughs> Andrew sleeps on the floor in the living room. And it's very strange. I know that. Um, a lot of us <laughs> sleep in there on the floor in the living room. It's absolutely wackadoodle what happens in our home. It happened because Andrew had, mm -hmm. he's got a pacemaker. Right. He received that, I don't know, probably eight years or so ago. And it was very scary when all of that was happening. Yeah. They didn't know what was going on. They thought he maybe had leukemia. Right. They They're throwing out all kinds of things. All kinds of scary stuff. And in the end, it, he has heart block and he had to get a pacemaker eventually. And when that diagnosis was coming through, we all just collected for some reason, I guess the one place that we could all collect as a group was right. in the living room when we all, would all sleep on the floor huddled up. 
you know, kind of all in a big circle. And it stuck. <laughs> I can't sleep in a bed anymore. We're broken. We're just no. flat, broken people. There was some big event that we went to in Chicago, some big design event. With... You and I? Yeah, Neocon. That's yeah. what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> Had to get a hotel and... Dan has packed his sleeping stuff because he's going to sleep on the floor of the hotel room because you can't sleep in a bed anymore. No. You came out in the next morning and you said, Dwell, did you end up sleeping on the floor? I said, absolutely. (laughs) So that's really gross. I said, I prefer not to think about it. Anyway, Andrew sleeps on the floor in the living room. His bed is just complete wasted space. So we're talking about that. And I'm, you know, it's too bad I don't have a room for... I wanted a room for guitars is what I wanted. Yeah, you want you know, a music room. Andrew plays guitar. I play guitar. It'd be really nice to set everything up, humidify the room the right way, keep yeah. them nice over the winter. And you said, why don't you just make Andrew's bedroom into that? I said, no, because it's a bedroom. I have to like, make it. He doesn't sleep in there, though. And I think that's such an interesting topic. And I do want to dig into that someday is we've got spaces in our home, yeah. not just neglected ones, but ones right. that are for this purpose. Right. Like what we a tell guest ourselves. room. So many people have guest bedrooms that they do not use because they don't have guests over often enough to actually make it a real guest room. Right. If I can take a normal bedroom where the kid really is there right. all the time <laughs> and turn that into something else, you can turn a guest room into something exactly. else. Exactly. Just don't be locked in by what you think, you know, what right. the floor plan says your room is. Yeah. So anyway, Andrew's room. It's a neglected space. It's it's a guitar room now. We've turned it into that. So it's used in that regard. But I am still feel really depressed when I'm in it. Mm, not and good. I want to talk about that. But we're going to have to do that on the other side of the break. So, Haley, can you wait with me over the break? I will wait. Absolutely, you will. And we'll be back in just a minute talking about all kinds of brilliant things that are going to spew forth out of my face. That's all just ahead. Stick around. we're back and Haley we're talking about neglected spaces in our homes and I believe most of us have at least one or two of these things yes. these rooms these places in our homes that kind of drag us down a little bit right we talked about yours it was your bedroom you mm-hmm. Haley accomplished and redid every room in her house except the bedroom <laughs> and she's beating herself up like crazy because she hasn't yet accomplished even that last task I let her off the hook because yeah. I haven't touched anything in my house. I haven't even opened several rooms for years because <laughs> I don't know what's in them. That's a joke. Anyway, I've got my son's bedroom that we took the bed out because he just doesn't use it. Too long of a story to explain. If you even care, you can listen to the last segment and find out all the problems that we have yeah, find the podcast. in our mind. Anyway, that was last segment. We turned his bedroom into a guitar room. That's really important, really fun. And you think that that would fix this for me, that I would feel like now I've got a great used space. The problem is, I still hate being in the room. I think you're touching on something, you know, I consider my bedroom to be neglected because it's not decorated. Not because I don't use the bedroom, you know, I use it every single day. I think other people will have spaces that are neglected because they just don't use them. Sure. No, that's a really great um, differentiation to make. It's a space that we use, but it just doesn't look nice. It's not an inviting space. Paint, decorating, all of that is all about making spaces in the home feel like places we want to be in. Yes, exactly. And and I think it's very easy to think, well, if I just, you know, it's just a tool room or it's just a this room or it's just a that room. It doesn't matter how much, what color is on the wall. That's not the important thing. It does matter. It really does. I've got the guitars. It's all about relaxing. That's what the guitars are for. We're learning new stuff. We're having fun with that. But really... 
you know, if you've ever heard us sing, it's not about any kind of music production. Sure. It's, it's about having fun and relaxing. And the problem is, as much as I can do that and have fun and relax in the space, as I'm looking around, You're I'm realizing thinking, like, this how is much not great. Right. It needs work. Why haven't we done it? I think there's a couple of reasons. I'm not really sure. I think part of it, the big part of it is Andrew cannot settle on any kind of a path forward. Mm -hmm. And he's old enough. You know, he's 19. He's not that kid who's just going to any colors good. He's got definitive ideas about what he'd like to see. Sure. He just doesn't have very clear versions of those ideas, if that makes any sense. (laughs) No, it does. He doesn't want just anything. Right. But he doesn't know exactly what he wants. Like when I was a color consultant in the stores, I honestly felt like my job was read people's minds. That's what the job was. I really wish you could come and read Andrew's mind because I know there's other people out there in that situation. Sometimes maybe it's just us. Maybe it's me personally that has that problem. Yeah. I don't know. Andrew's got to find some inspiration somewhere, I think, is mm-hmm. where we get started with this. And you talked last week about your nursery. Yes. Yeah, I've talked before about wallpaper. That can be a great place to start. It could be just some art yeah. that he finds. He's very much into that. You know, he's taking some illustration history classes that he's loving at That's Grand cool. Valley right now. He could find certain things and then we can build around it. We well, need I that think, inspiration. Yeah. Finding inspiration. But then also... You know, like for my bedroom, for example, I think I've really got to assess how I want that space to feel. I think that's a really good starting point for these spaces that are really personal to us, you know, like your music room, like my bedroom. I want it to feel a certain way. I think for my bedroom, I personally like a really warm, cozy space. I want to feel like I'm ready to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And other people would want like a really energetic bedroom. You know, I want to wake up in the morning and zing, I'm awake, (laughs) right? (laughs) Maybe someone wants, you know, something that's really bright that's going to reflect all the morning light. Maybe someone wants a room that's going to be, you know, dark and help them fall asleep at night. So I think you've got to assess how you want that room to feel and how you want it to function for you in your routines. Right. Because a lot of that's going to dictate color too. That is a little tricky because this situation, I don't know that the guitar room will last forever. It's just a right now thing. This might be a bedroom again soon. You well, know? luckily you work at a paint store, Dan. I know. I well, And that's <laughs> part of my thing. So Andrew's got to find that inspiration. Yeah. I really like what you're saying, the vibe check. In mm-hmm. fact, we were in the studio months and months ago with Lauren Figueroa, yeah. interior designer out of the Detroit metro area, out right. of Grand Rapids. And I think that was one of the... Yeah, the on first a, things. A particular talk she had, she talked about having her clients do a vibe check. They've right. got to figure out what they want that space to feel like. So important. Color is all about emotion and atmosphere. Yes. You've got to know what you're trying to create before you can even start to pick something. And for people that didn't exactly know how to explain it, she had them search out inspiration. You know, go on Instagram, think of a space that you like that you've been to, like a restaurant or a coffee shop or someone else's house even. Mm-hmm get a photo and bring that back to her so that she has a clear vision of what you're talking about. So start doing stuff like that. I've got to start doing stuff like that with Andrew. Encourage him to find those things. I think another thing in Andrew's specific situation, uh, one of the things that I've done wrong is um, we talked about it last week. We talked about how constraints can help. Mm -hmm. I have done everything I could to remove all constraints. Right. Like you can do whatever you want. Andrew, whatever you want. And it's your call. Yeah. I have done so much, you know, as as a parent to try to just let this be his space. Totally. And if you're a parent working with a kid, trying to come up with a kid's room theme yeah. or just even to get anywhere with it, 
I think sometimes we'll either go one way or the other. We'll right. overhaul the room ourselves, kind of mm-hmm. over, you know, micromanage the whole thing. Totally. Or we can be really Open free and, and just let them choose. Well, the problem for Andrew is I think that's too much pressure. Not just he's got to come up with an idea out of, thin air. you know, out of thin air. That's part of it. But the bigger part for him, I think, is he knows it's not free right. to buy paint. He knows there's work involved. And now he's he's got to get it right. Yeah. He's got to pick something and have it be lasting because we're talking about bedding. We're talking about art on the walls. Right. Whatever goes into that room, it's an investment. Yeah. And think of the pressure we feel when we're doing a space. It's true. Now throw that on somebody who's brand new at it. Yeah. So I think as much as I'm trying to do the right thing, I'm doing the wrong thing. I need to actually jump in and take a little more control, make a little more recommendations yeah, more strongly. Yeah, strengths in place. And throw some ideas out there. And I think one other thing that I really need to drive home is I've kind of spelled it out here. You made the joke. I work at a paint store. You've talked about all the things you've painted in the last year. Quite honestly, there's very little in my home that I've painted in the last five or six or seven years in the home. In fact, I don't know that there's anything. Well, the fireplace. The fireplace and a hallway. Yeah. That's right. I did those two things over the course of eight years. I don't know how much Andrew's paid attention to that stuff. Right. My bottom line is for those of us who do a lot of painting, we know how quick a room repaint can be. I know that painting that bedroom... I'm actually pretty fast and I'm pretty good at it. And I can do that probably in easily a couple hours. Right, exactly. Easily. I can have that bedroom painted. Andrew doesn't have that time concept in his head. Sure. He hasn't seen me redo things. And what he's seen is paint that's lasted for years and years and years. Yes. So it's a huge, huge thing. (laughs) He's got to not just come up with a good thing that works, a color that works and a scheme that works, but a color that will work for years and years and years. And he doesn't want to have to redo it. All of that. Isn't the case. If you're no. in a brand new house and you haven't done a lot of painting, first thing, give yourself a break on that regard. What it can be redone. Really right. It can be redone very inexpensively compared to anything else you're doing. Exactly. Out and of it's all not the hard. things to get wrong, get paint wrong. <laughs> right. Now, we don't want you to, and we'll easily, you know, and gladly in the stores help you yes. get where you need to go. But if that's slowing you down, if yes. that's something that you're looking at, your neglected spaces and saying, man, that's something that's really making me not want to jump in. I just, yeah. I got to get it too right. Well, you can work your way off. through it. You can definitely make adjustments as you go. Yeah. All of that. It's a process. You'll get there. And once you've accomplished it, now the next time is even easier and easier. Exactly. We will help you with that. Whether you're really good, you've done it for years, but you just need some color help, or whether you're brand new, yeah, square you definitely one. stop at any Repcolite and we'll help. Now, what about your painted or neglected, unpainted, or maybe poorly painted? <laughs> Whatever. What about your neglected spaces? We said we were going to give away free stuff. Right. Let's talk about that. Yeah. If you've got a space that either hasn't been used to its full potential yet or, you know, hasn't been decorated, even though you do use it all the time, we want to hear about it. What's the space? Why has it been neglected? How has it been neglected? What do you need? Right. And we want to try to help you out. We're going to give away some paint by yeah. offering a $100 Repcolite gift certificate so three of them. you can get to that neglected space. Right. So three gift certificates, three $100 yes. Repcolite gift certificates. Use them for paint, use them for supplies, whatever you need. All you need to do is go to Repcolite's Facebook page. You'll find the post asking about your neglected space. Yep. You just need to tell us what is that space, the next room that you got to fix, whether it's a closet, whether it's a, a room, who cares? I don't care. Nope, doesn't matter. Just let us know what you've got to work on and get those comments in. 
go to Instagram. Yes. Find the same thing. Exactly. Leave a comment on that one, right? On that yep. post. We'll take all of those entries. And then on Thursday, March 9, yep. we'll draw three winners and then announce them on the March 11 show. So next week's show, we'll announce all the winners. So you've got till Thursday at noon to make those comments. Go to RepcoLite's Facebook page, RepcoLite's Instagram. Tell us what your neglected space is and what room needs to be fixed in your home. Perfect. All right. We're going to have to wrap this show up. If you want to catch it again, you can find it online at RepcoLite.com. Whatever you do today, make sure paint's a part of it. The RepcoLite stores are all open, waiting to help. I'm Dan Hansen. I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening.